Hello everyone and welcome to the Artful Athlete Podcast and today we have the final guest of our Mindful Chat series and she is a ray of sunshine and it is literally that because she has so much hair on her head <laughs> that just climb towards the sun and yes the hair is full of secrets but it's also full of wisdom. Please welcome to the stage Bella! Okay Bella's cracking up right now. <laughs> That's the thing I've had, because I really believe it's important to give people an introduction. And I could be a good person and really prepare something deeply serious yeah. <laughs> about who you are and and everything. But I just say the first motivating thing or the first like thing that just comes up, you just always, you radiate, you're constantly <laughs> radiating. And because you have this incredible yellow, sunny, solary hair, and we've been talking for the past couple of hours in your living room already, it just felt <laughs> like, you know what, it's grey outside, but there's Bella. <laughs> so there's hair sun. shining. <laughs> Exactly. When you're here, we don't need sun outside. Oh, that went straight into my heart. There you go. <laughs> I knew I was going somewhere with this. But uh, the, the other people of the internet and of the, the good uh, of the good world do not necessarily know who you are. Exactly. So, my dear Bella. Okay, guys. Besides very blonde and curly hair growing up into the sky, <laughs> which is a very interesting um, description of myself. I'm loving it. Um, well, originally I'm coming from Germany, um, 35 years now, I'm living in London and uh, yeah, I'm a passionate world traveler, mm, not really happening the last two years really, I'm also a yoga instructor and what else am I doing, Sego? I'm doing so many things, you do I'm so having many so many hat-ons, like I'm also um, teaching meditation, I'm meditating myself, right now I found Buddhism for myself. I studied acceptance commitment therapy. I'm all over, you know, like who can we, who can we become? Who are we? What do we have to have to show the world? Like really, really about shining your, your light. And uh, yeah, really about empowering people to make the best out of this life because oh. this life is so short. You, you're like, you've gathered so much knowledge and so much from not just, you know, the books and learnings, from your travel experience you've mentioned and what at the moment which of the experiences you've gone through that was a learning experience be it through discovering um, a new method a new practice through a book or a teacher or a travel what was the most important learning experience for you wow big question big question don't think i can literally answer that in one sentence <laughs> that's fine <laughs> we're at the beginning of the podcast you've got yeah. plenty of time <laughs> That's true. Well, biggest learning, I think we're all going through our very own form of awakening. And awakening is not fun, guys. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're looking at, at the, through the yogic perspective, like the yogi view, you always think like, oh, we want to be enlightened and then life is beautiful. No, it's a bit painful, but I really don't want to miss it. I definitely learned a lot. And another big teaching is, be kind, definitely. Like kindness goes the longest way. I've been traveling myself for many years. I lived in Indonesia for four years. I've traveled in Indonesia by myself and that probably very blonde hair, <laughs> but also this very big smile and this open heart brought me everywhere and I've never been in danger. Would that have been, would that then be the, the most important experience you've had, the traveling through Indonesia and 
and being able to experience is that where you got into yoga as well or? yes exactly exactly i've been i mean my my journey started um in 2011 sorry 2010 going to australia the first time obviously everyone you know like you finish your apprenticeship parents are like oh my god you're grown up now and you're like bye <laughs> So I did like the whole backpacker tour eight months through Australia with my friend. And then after that, I tried again Germany for like one and a half years. And I was like, honestly, I, I don't think this is it. Like, you know, I've seen Australia, I've seen Australia, like I'm fluent in English. And there's the whole world out there, like the whole world is my oyster. And I really don't see the point in carrying one coffee cup to the next person, you know, in the cafe. And it's like, okay, guys, bye, I'm out of here. <laughs> So I wanted to go back to New Zealand, but uh, ended up in Australia, when, uh, ended up in uh, Indonesia where my friends were. And somehow it just turned into four years. I ran a hostel there, which was one of the most amazing experiences as well in my life. I really, really loved it. And um, then after three years, I got into yoga. Yeah. When you say the running the hostel was the most a wonderful experience for you, was it because, because I know you a little bit, <laughs> um, was it because it got you a potentially closer to nature but also because of the amount of people you were able to meet and the stories and the, the souls you touched yes big 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 yeah so it was definitely a very interesting experience indulging the indonesian culture like i lived in lombok and gilid Kawangan, which is a muslim muslim island um well <laughs> the island itself is really is a hybrid but uh, obviously lombok if you're going over so i really learned a lot about living with a muslim community and working with them as well, learning a lot about respect, but the female and the male part is as well very, very cool. But also the community, you know, and like the connection they have. And secondly, obviously the whole world would out of a sudden travel to me. So I wouldn't have to travel the world anymore, like, because it was be like, cool, where are you from? England, where are you from? Canada, America, I don't know, Brazil. Out of a sudden, everyone would just come to me. And I'm like, I'm loving this. It's like, we're coming from all over the world and we're all sitting together at one table and just having so much fun. I never thought of it this way, but it's true. It's mm -hmm. true. You can meet the whole world in a hostel. And then, oh, you had found the perfect... You didn't have to travel. People were coming to you. Exactly. I didn't have to travel. I had like this paradise island, you know, like island without any cars. Like I just had my bicycle on my feet. <laughs> People would come to you. It was like sunshine every day. It was like literally Bob Marley being played every day. So, and everywhere. It was like, I'm loving this. <laughs> very soothing. Very healing. Oh, you had no worries. You literally had no worries. Don't worry, be happy. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Is that something that you've been able to maintain then after leaving as well? The don't worry, be happy vibe or mm, not um, vibe, mindset? Mindset. mindset. Uh, I think in the Western world, it's all getting a bit more difficult and a little bit harder, especially in a city like London, where you definitely need to money, need to have money to survive. But I'm always trying to refer back to this time and be like, okay, calm down, Bella. Don't procrastinate like don't think too much into the future just like your indonesian friends always say like because you're frowning all the time because you're always constantly thinking about the future and i was like oh damn it that's really true it's <laughs> so true we do develop a very if yeah if you're it's not just that you're constantly thinking is that yeah no no it is because your brow your your brows yeah. are like going down as if they're trying to go inwards yeah that, yeah, oh. yeah exactly and even your insurance you know it's like oh when you get your 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 payment it's like don't spend it all like maybe you have some other invoices coming up or like i need to already make money now so one day i'm going into pension i need to have money indonesia doesn't think about that <laughs> they're just living into the day and they like whatever comes at them they open like they receive it with open arms 
I was like, okay, I really need to come back to this vibe every now and then. It's a fully, it's a grounding moment, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's interesting how, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be, but it very much feels that lack of grounding has become a Western world problem. Yeah. Why is that? It's mm, a big question. Big so. question. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like, do you have to have another podcast? Just, <laughs> I, you're like, why, what, yes, what do you think? Mm, I think, like, honestly, for us, we, like, from a young age, we're learning already to be, like, multi, like, multitasking, that we have to be multitasking all the time. Um, you know, like, we can't only do one thing. Like, for example, right now, I'm sitting with you in my living room, and I'm just looking out and you know, I'm just seeing a couple of boats in front of me and be like, okay, Bella, be in the moment and just wait for her questions to to arrive, to approach and then answer them and don't even think about like, oh my God, I wonder how the podcast is going to sound later. You know, like my brain tries to go in every direction already, but I'm like, nope, try to come back to the present moment, do one thing at a time and then you can move on to the next one. But yeah, I think we're just... From the child, from the childhood, like from the youngest age, we're trying to do too many things at the same time, and we're more or less overtaking ourselves. So this like becomes faster. The the pace is picking up. There's more competition. You know, we're not really taking the time to have like a Sego day or maybe a Bella day, and we're like, guys, this is my boundaries. I need some time right now for myself. Back off. I will see you on Monday. It's something that a lot of people have had to learn. I feel maybe. A lot more since uh, since you know 2020 and all yeah. of the wonderful things it brought us <laughs> to set real boundaries and protect what you have that peace because I don't know I, I can't remember I think I was talking about it with it might have been Rob mm. it might have been Rob hey Rob um, <laughs> Rob who was a guest on the podcast last week how 2020 looking back to pictures I look relaxed. <laughs> I'm fine I'm happy I'm even tanned which for London but there was a heat wave in London so everybody was you know balcony tanning and even though it was you know there was a lot of pressure going on in the world I had so much opportunity to look after myself and to give my my mind and my visions and yeah my whole being time mm. to process life and to be in life and to sit with it rather than constantly chase something new or rather than not necessarily my case but I know some people who did run away from what they mm -hmm. were experiencing mm -hmm. it's interesting that yeah we still need to set boundaries to this day because well also in the working world a lot of companies have benefited from the fact that their workers were at home mm -hmm. and then as an employee some lines that were very defined in the past got blurry all of a sudden and you mm. were finding taking work at home with you happened a lot quicker and with more ease mm -hmm. with more terrifying ease actually mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah couldn't agree more you were you because you were employed during lockdown yeah i was on furlough yes that's that's the thing furlough was very beneficial for people i know for me i was able to take a step back exactly from a lot of things and then focus on other things at the same yeah. time like, yeah have time for myself yeah hmm. but i did find some of my friends were like every now and then you know still working at like 10 p.m or 11 i was like why are you working it's like oh the laptop is just there i was just expecting an email i was like 
well, but officially you wouldn't be in the office anymore now. So just leave that laptop aside. People are like, oh, yeah, I know it's true. <laughs> it just happened. You know, this is what you mean. Like the boundaries out of a sudden, you know, changed a little bit. Very, very true. But the yeah, expecting an email at 10 p.m. Mm. That's sad. I know, I know, I know. Just because if no, no, 10 p.m. I mean, you should be, I don't know, having dinner, going to bed, watching a film. Yeah. It's just deconnecting as much as you can. Because mm -hmm. if this, if it is taking already time during the day, it should not, unless it is, you know, a pre-requirement from your work, you should be able to put boundaries so that you can put your mind to bed. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It is very important, especially like in the evening, you know, like some people maybe finish five, six, seven, but at least then for two hours, you should not um, do any work related stuff before you're actually going to bed. But this is when we, for example, follow up on acceptance commitment therapy and mindfulness and Buddhism. It's like, but do you really know your values? This is a very, very big question. And uh, probably a lot of my friends can answer this straight away because I keep asking them. It's like, do you know your values? But it's just so beautiful to know your values because you really have to kind of live up to them because they are your deep, the hardest, deepest desire. And if you, you know you're coming home, you maybe you know you have a family or you spend time with your kids, that's that's great. Maybe you're just with your partner or maybe you're just in a, in a house share. That's cool, but like you actually, you know, coming home and have a glass of wine or a beer or like you, you watch something to numb something out or you just like say like, okay, cool, I'm just really happy with my day, with my productivity, which is also very interesting or how, how aware, you know, and how attentive have you been throughout the day, which is like two completely different topics. Yeah, well, and then, you, you know, like you're following up on your values and then you can actually go to bed and which is also very helpful to like go quickly through your day again, what you have done. And then send out some gratefulness and gratitude. How do you find your values? That's a very good question. I'm asking you a lot of big questions yeah, today. Yeah, I know. Completely <laughs> unprompted. Just shamelessly sending the big questions. you can just see me at looking you. at Sego all the time like, Sego! Like, <laughs> but the thing is, because we, we met each other through uh, a wellness center near ours. And we were constantly asking each other big questions. All the time. Already, all the time. <laughs> like, hi, would you like a coffee? And then, boom, did you know that actually when you have a vata imbalance and this and this and that, like, okay, we're going there. Yes, exactly. no, maybe, I don't know. So let me go back to the question. Yeah, very, very true. It's true. We've also talked a lot about values and about lifting people up and lifting each other up. And whenever you had a down or I had a down, we just bounce back and forth, bounce back and forth. And Absolutely. See, okay, where is it in you that you're not feeling heard or that yeah. you're not feeling seen or you're not expressing what needs expressing and that is connected to the values because when you're experiencing sadness or anger it's because something in you has been stirred yeah but how do you define the values how do you connect to them because it's true it's something that gets mentioned a lot but yeah how do you know what they are for you it's a very good question, a very, very good question, because there, for a very long time, I didn't even think about what my values are. Like, you kind of know them, and like you kind of live up to them anyway. But if I've been asked, it's like, what's your values? I would be like, <laughs> do you have the little monkey with the symbols? Mm, yeah, just... exactly. <laughs> and then you're like, so this is my hobbies, but I don't think this is really my values. So, well, first of all, obviously, you can go straight away into the internet and just find yourself a list and say, like, these are values because sometimes you need to be careful what, a what is a value and what is a goal. So a goal is always working in service of your values anyway. But um, what makes your heart jump? What, you know, what makes you truly, truly happy? 
how do you want to be perceived by the world around you, by the people? How do you want to treat other people around you? Um, and there's many, many questions. For example, let's say there's a newspaper coming along and they're writing an article about you. What would they write into that article about you? Like, how do you want to be seen? And then you can try them out, see if they really work for you. And we, we say like, savor and flavor the day with them. So like, for example, if you say, oh, one of my values is kindness. So one day, I'm all day, I'm going to try to spread some more kindness. Maybe one of my values is, because it's mine, for example, it's health. So I'm really taking care of my health. Like I'm having plenty of water in the morning, taking my magnesium, you know, things like that. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. And like your life just becomes so much deeper because you really start listening to this inner voice you have as well, because the, everyone has it. Not everyone can hear it, but everyone has it. And like somehow you just automatically do a lot of things and you're like, oh, I wonder why I've done this. Oh, it's actually one of my values. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> That's really interesting. And I love that you mentioned the, the inner voice because it's something I, I spend a lot of time working on with, with people. But in all of the conversations we've had in the past, as well as the inner voice and having belief in your values and yourself, you've always told me, you know, if you ask the universe, it's going to come for you. Or if you ask the universe, you're going to have the right learning experience and stuff. And it comes back to this idea of, of belief, of, of faith in something. Mm -hmm. How can one maintain that faith? Because it's something very bright, very luminous and mm -hmm. very inspiring and it can lift your spirit. But how do you connect to it and how do you maintain it? See you again, another big question. I don't know. You're <laughs> triggering me to ask deep questions. <laughs> this is going to be a very different podcast. Uh, oh, different very energy. different. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's a very good question. So there's obviously many ways. So like, first of all, I want to say not everyone is believing in the universe. Uh, I want to give it, give it any name. You know, some people call it God. Some other people call it maybe Allah. Some other people maybe call it Ganesh. Whatsoever. We call it the universe. What it really is, it's just a very powerful source you're believing in. But I want to say, like, it's definitely part of you as well. Um, and I, I lost this faith for a long time as well. Like, as we all, or as I said in the beginning, like, I went through a little part of <laughs> awakening and learning more about myself and life. It's like, once you're losing your faith, it's becoming heavier, more, more difficult. So you just want to find something you can you can latch on that like you can rely on um and maintaining it by for example i do it in the mornings like i wake up um straight away in the mornings even with my eyes closed i'll be like cool what am i grateful today and most of the time it's like yes i have another day on this planet honestly like i have an amazing housemate you know like i have wonderful friends um like everything is good it doesn't even have to be big things and even if things are not working out in your favor that's okay. Maybe it just wasn't meant to, to, to work it out. Always a bit careful if anyone's listening right now with OCD. Don't take this too literally what I'm saying right now. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. How, how do you keep up with your faith? Like, what are you doing? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> says she. I, I pray a lot, I guess. Um, not necessarily specifically always to something or someone. No, because you can also pray to yourself. Hmm, absolutely. Like thanking yourself for what you've done. Taking, thanking yourself for taking the time to take a few breaths. Acknowledging the space you're in and, and, mm -hmm. and being 
grateful is quite strong a word thankful as well because you do have that element of gratitude appreciative yes appreciative of what you are because there are days where even being in a state of gratitude is just too hard sometimes it's just way too heavy it's okay that's true yeah and being able to even you know be thankful for the comfort of your bed oh like yes (laughs) i changed my sheets and I got into bed, my sheets are clean. It's a little thing, mm-hmm. but somehow it makes the world of a difference. Yeah. And then you feel a bit more closer to you. I think, you know, of course, faith is often is historically connected to, or, you know, being closer to God. But in order to have that God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, but in order to have that, you need to be, to be closer to yourself in the first place. Mm. If you dive within and connect to that voice inside that you were mentioning then you're closer to magic to the one you carry and then you can find it in things around you because Mm -hmm. it lived in you first yes exactly yeah 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 i don't know that got very that got very deep (laughs) one way i just felt called out for a little bit oh i love well you really need to change on the inside before things are changing on the outside isn't it this this is what it is like change your perspective this is as well what they say in, in, in Buddhism as well. And um, and as you know, well, at least we we believe in it. Everything around us is energy, yeah. really. And um, you can, you know, you just can like push it into certain directions. Definitely. Um, but about gratitude, like even if you have a bad day, the thing with gratitude is it, it has the power of rewiring your brain. Even if you're not, maybe you had it, you know, like when you had like a gratitude meditation and you're like, oh, wow, I can feel it like literally in every little... Every um, single, <laughs> sorry, Sigrid, she's cranking up next to me. <laughs> because I can see your face. <laughs> you know, like when you have every single cell vibrating to it, and you're like, oh my God, down to my core. I'm just so grateful right now. I'm not having that every day. It's, it's, um, I think it would be boring if we had that every day. But it, it does rewire your brain, which is, which is very beautiful. Which is also, again, very, very interesting because yourself, you can be in charge of your brain and start new pathways you like neural pathways and like create a new self if you wish it's interesting as well because now i very much feel there's this pressure of we had you know the over-the-top positivity which became at times toxic yeah and constantly seeing everywhere oh i'm thankful for this i'm thankful for that and gratitude this and gratitude that and i'm wondering if because of the way it's constantly maintained for example through social media that actually it can have the the opposite effect because you see these posts that look ideal that look perfect and that gratitude and stuff and then you have someone else who's not necessarily particularly going through a pleasant time who sees this is that gonna actually help or is that just gonna that's yeah it's a very that's a very interesting question um and i absolutely understand what you mean like toxic positivity is like you know what you just said earlier don't worry be happy What's very important to understand is that being happy all the time, it's, it's, not, it's not true. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen. It's a myth. Like it's, you can't be happy all the time. And we really need to give ourselves the space and the credit that we can also have down days. And we can also go through a time when we're feeling rather down than up all the time. But again, it's the dualities in life we have. Like if we don't know the sun, like if we don't know the shade, we can't appreciate the sunshine. 
you know it's like sometimes we have to be on the bottom of a mountain to actually start climbing the mountain again to then appreciate how it feels being up there so you really need those polarities and those dualities in your life with the toxic positivity again it's very important as as i said like our foundation you know like our basic belief is not happiness it it is not like if you ask Eckhart Tolle, probably it would say consciousness. He would say consciousness. If you ask someone else, they probably would say love, which I'm really, really appreciating. But even when you're showing yourself some love, you're also showing yourself and be like, guys, sorry, my French, I have a really fucking shit day. <laughs> and you can say that. And that's, and that's absolutely human. So like what I always try to teach as well is like scale back a little bit of like this happiness barometer. And be like, okay, I have a bad day, but it's just like clouds up in the sky. They're just going to move and next day it's going to change. You will basically more or less always the sky. And uh, let, let those days, let those thoughts, let those like, you know, even if you want to call it depressions, let them come and let them fade out again. It's, um, there's a video that I've seen a lot on, on my social media at the moment. And it's, uh, it's one of these roundtable discussions. And there's, there's a, a lot of very famous actors at that table including tom hanks who says you know the one thing i wish i my my younger self knew was this too shall pass mm -hmm. the bad things mm -hmm. this too shall pass mm -hmm. and the good things this, this too shall, shall pass. pass exactly and that remembering that or having been more aware of that would have lifted some yeah weight off the shoulders absolutely mm. absolutely nothing is permanent nothing the only consistent you have in life is change and sometimes we're just flowing with it you know like we're like oh i'm absolutely riding this wave right now and sometimes you're like amazing <laughs> i'm absolutely drowning right now in this wave <laughs> and that's okay but like once once you you know set yourself a reminder on your phone somewhere have like a, a list when you feel like everything is just coming becoming a little bit too much again we're like everything constantly changes it's supposed to change nothing is permanent don't get too attached this is like there's something paradoxical paradoxical sure there's something paradoxical hmm. that word somehow uh, <laughs> yeah we're gonna say that <laughs> about the fact that the main constant in the world is change mm -hmm. because change is unpredictable change is unpredictable so how can it be a constant oh Ego, man. You're using very <laughs> deep questions. <laughs> You're saying deep things. I'm just reacting to it. But it's it's true. It's true. And and I totally agree. Yes, no, the only thing that is constant is change. Mm -hmm. Because even, I mean, it showcases itself very simply in our bodies. We start as a baby and we grow into something that grows there into something that grows into something. And, and then, voila, da-da. Yeah. It's all human. Yeah, exactly. But then it changes again. It changes again, exactly. So, so that's the thing, but like, we, we like to live in comfort, isn't it? It's like every, I bet all of you, you know it anyway, if you maybe starting a new job or you, you maybe make the decision to move out, whatever it might be, like, you're always going to go into scarcity and be like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening next. That's okay. Have the courage, courage, courage. I always say courage. <laughs> so French of you. <laughs> Not even French. <laughs> maybe was the... Right, my, like the croissant I had earlier. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, put the blame on the croissant. Exactly. Lost it. What did I say? Oh, yeah. It's courage. It's courage to, you know, to go out there and then to be like, 
I am facing my fears right now. But fear is always keeping you in your comfort zone. And from my own experience, it can be very loud and it can be really, really nasty sometimes. But you have to acknowledge and be like, yep, that's my fear. It totally tries to keep me in my comfort zone. But never try, never know. This is definitely what I've learned from Indonesia. Never try, never know. And uh, do it. Maybe it turns out as nothing. Great. Then you can return. But I want to say by 90% of the chances, you just opening up those doors and you're like, oh my God, I'm loving this. <laughs> I like the image of opening the doors because also I feel with all of the different knowledges and all of the different systems that you've, you've, you've you dived into mm -hmm. um i mean we talked about ac you mentioned your act i know you fell into ayurveda a couple of years ago when we met and there's so many like all the different aspects of yoga you're mm. having a very wonderful connection to buddhism at the moment is investigating and diving into different forms of knowledge mm -hmm. that helps you with these doors or yes. that helps you connect to yes yes <laughs> Definitely. Um, I mean, my mom always started very early already to say, like, look, Bella, um, believe in the universe, like send your wishes to universe, which I still do in my mind. You know, like I put it into a little letter and I send it off quite, quite funnily. So she really started very early with that. But when I came into yoga in 2015 and then doing my 200 hours in 2017, you know, out of a sudden it all made sense. It just got a name. I was like, oh, okay, so I've I've been meditating before in my life. I was just wasn't aware that I've been meditating, you know, cleaning or these kind of things. Um, and then when I got into yin yoga in 2019, which was hand in hand with uh, Chinese medicine and meridians and energy lines. And we started speaking about those things. And I was like, again, you know, it just clicked. And I was like, oh, so it really makes sense. So I think you just you live, you learn. I kind of want to say like, Sometimes you just have to jump into the deep end and it's not only one door opening, it's like a hundred doors opening. So for example, like my my experience now since what now, February, August. Yeah. So before I was employed as well and uh, I was like, okay, I really want to do the jump into, into self-employment. And as I said earlier, my mind went crazy and it told me all the things why I can't be self-employed and all those limiting beliefs. And You're constantly working. And as a self-employed person, you're not making as much money as an employed person. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to sleep under the bridge. And, oh, my God, you know, your mind has many, many, many ways to go completely crazy with this. Um, and out of a sudden, I somehow, I just had enough. I was like, I have enough. I need to, I need to change my job now. Um, and I became fully self-employed. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I need to find jobs now. And honestly, Sego, not only one door opened, everything I've asked for, everything I've asked the universe for, or like, you know, when I had this couple of days for myself and I was like, what is it actually that I want from life? You know, asking my inner question, what again, what are my values? What, what do I want to achieve in my life? Like if I was meeting now 90 year old Bella, what is she telling me what I have achieved in my life? So I've made all these little points and I, I joke, you know, I kid you not, half of this stuff happened already. Like within two months. It's crazy. And I was like, I'm going to keep doing this stuff now. <laughs> it clearly works. <laughs> so writing it out and yeah, posting it to yeah. the yeah. universe. Yeah, literally, quite literally. Or like at least have it in your mind. Like have an idea of who you want to be. And then envision this person. Like, you know, see it in front of your inner eye. 
be like who do you want to be what do you want to achieve do you want to help people maybe you know maybe animals maybe you want to be an architect i don't know whatever your heart tells you want you want to do listen to it have a look imagine like really picture by picture and then go for it and this is where the act comes in you know like the acceptance commitment therapy i know my values i have to accept a lot of stuff which is coming up obviously you as i see i said the fear really wants to keep you in your comfort zone and then go for it act for it this is really when you're coming into the acting towards your dreams towards your goals and is was act so acceptance commitment therapy useful mm -hmm. in taking that jump for you yeah so how did you use it to so i'm using it every day because <laughs> you know why not you're, you're exactly uh, and your mind doesn't shut up does it <laughs> 60,000 thoughts on average. Exactly, exactly. Um, so ACT obviously has a really big emphasis on mindfulness as well. Acceptance, commitment, and then obviously mindfulness. And again, if you look into Buddhism, in the end of the day, it comes down to Buddhism. But I'm, I'm using it in, in that sense that I'm... I'm looking at the conversation my mind has sometimes with me. And then, it, you know, when it tries to bully me, I literally thank it. And we're like, oh, thanks, mind. <laughs> that story again. We had it before. So what's really helpful is like take out a piece of paper and then write down all those bullying thoughts. But then also on the plus side, you know, turn it around and write down all the beautiful things. And then if you if you start having a little bit more awareness, you can be like, oh, this story of self-employment. Thank you. Thank you, mind, for showing me a new limiting belief coming up. I can work with this one now. And then you can slowly let it go. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it a lot. <laughs> so would you say that ACT has is a method that helps you isolate and identify the limiting beliefs directly also yeah yeah also yeah i mean limiting beliefs i think definitely helpful is meditation to see what kind of thoughts are coming up because what really is a limiting belief again it's a topic i've only started in lockdown with when i when i had the time to to look into this Limiting beliefs, you know, can come from your past. It can be something the way your parents educated you, something else you have experienced. Um, <laughs> one very big limiting belief I had for a very long time, I'm a Libra, I can't make decisions. So I really limited myself with that one. And I was like, oh, of course I couldn't make a decision. I'm a Libra. And because I constantly said those sentences, they really manifested it in my brain. And I was like, I have enough of this now. I don't want to do it anymore. So I wrote them down and I literally crossed them out. And every now and then I have a look if I'm going into patterns and we're like, oh, that's a pattern. What's the thought behind it? Ah, great. Thank you. Now I can um, reshape it. Reshape it. Thank you. That was the word. It's really interesting. I've also learned just lately in the meditation, which I found mind blowing and I've asked so many of my students, but no one could really connect. And I was like, so who are you when you stop believing your mind what is telling you who you are? You're the essence of you. And what's the essence? It's the cool it's the spark that made me be me and mm. then everything that happens in my life um the people around me and the the friends and and foes the mm. experiences the ups and downs are what shaped my outer layer or but what's your inner layer hopefully one of us sparkle yeah up. like that's the thing really, the, isn't the, it? the one thing i'm seeing is literally you know the the hello um <laughs> The, emo the emojis on your phone there's yeah. one that has like a few dots of light like it's just sparkled yeah that's literally what i'm seeing yeah, exactly this is this is there we what go. essence is it's not like it's not an essential oil in a bottle it's yeah. literally just <laughs> it's 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 a few sparks 
It's a few yeah, exactly. sparks. It's the OG. It's the Bing Bang of yeah, me. Yeah. So your mind really like what? But honestly, guys, like this took me two two years, probably already thirty five years, and it's probably gonna take me another thirty five years to realize like when you stop believing your mind who you are, you can really become whoever. You're just taking on a new identity, really. And if you know, like when you when you start understanding that your mind turns back into your servant and you're the boss again we're not pushing anything away we let everything come it's in its own time but just like a radio like a little chatterbox we just let your mind continue speaking in the background and you're like thanks mind that's your opinion maybe but i'm gonna do this and this now so the mind that has the tiny annoying voice mm. is it really is it really still you or is it made of the voices that you've heard outside? Is it made of external forces or is it the external forces that have shaped the mind part of you? Yeah, I think it's a lot external forces. Definitely a lot in childhood, as we all know, like the, the most stuff you're picking up in childhood. Um, but then it's also society, any anything that happened to you in the past, you know, I think <laughs> this is really what, what life is, but this is really what yoga is, isn't it? Like everyone has their own yoga journeys and it's such an inside job. It's like going through all those layers again and to understand who you are. Yeah, there's some yoga sessions I've done where you come out of it and you go, have I cried? Yeah. <laughs> or like, hello, have I met a new version of me? Yeah. Like, you feel transformed. But yeah. not necessarily through yoga. Like, you can have that through, I don't know. I find in general Let's for me... Let's call it movement. Like, it has to be a physical practice. Yeah, exactly. It Got that energy, as we call it, prana, in Chinese medicine, ki or chi, get it going. Yeah, move, I've been, move through it. I've been getting a lot of that with running. Yeah, for beautiful. sure. Dancing, also great. Oh, Have dancing. a dance party in the morning by yourself in your PGs. PGs! <laughs> in your PJs. <laughs> to be honest, we talked about that with Rob as well. And I think one of the, 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 the things I shared is every so often, close the door to my room. Maybe I'll lower the blinds if, I, if the, the tree by my window has not fully bloomed. Um, and just put music on blast in my ears and have a private dance party mm. to come back to the body to let go of stagnant energy or like just residue of whatever thinking you're a rock star and using i don't know maybe your hairbrush mm. in lieu of mike is a great way of, isn't it yeah a really good boogie look at shake out <laughs> i'm boogie on my on my chair right now <laughs> but that's the thing boogieing and shaking and and you know, we, we always say, come back to the body. But that is a way to come back to the body. To just have that moment where you're really conscious of what your what sensations your body is, is, is experiencing. So if you're yeah. shaking, dancing up and down, maybe you're feeling the tiredness. Maybe you're feeling fire in your feet. Maybe, I don't know, you've got pins and needles or you've got none of that. And you feel as light as a feather and you're just going to jump around and jump around because it's addictive. It's giving you that surge of mm -hmm. that je ne sais quoi of oh I'm gonna keep going. Mm -hmm. That's what you do when you say yeah, come back to your body, come back to your breath during a meditation yeah. or a mindfulness session. Exactly, exactly. And meditation doesn't have to happen, you know, in a cross flag seat. Like it can be walking, it can be dancing, it can be when you're in your garden, it can be when you're cleaning, it can be anything really. I find cooking very meditative oh, for me. Beautiful. It's, oh, just yeah. You, you have all the scents of the different ingredients and making sure you're not cutting your fingers <laughs> i mean even when you cut your fingers, cutting the finger is taking you out of the meditation Let's absolutely put it that way 
but it's true you have this um because you're you're just so aware of the body in that mm. moment of the sensations the you know when you're peeling ginger yeah like if, if you're holding it in one hand it's can be a bit gritty and then you've got your spoon and you're just scraping it scraping it scraping it and then it stays on your fingers yeah anybody who's cooked with garlic knows yes as well your fingers garlic will smell onion. of garlic okay. and onion no matter what you do for a few hours <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's that it's a trace of that experience it's very physical and i think for me one of the reasons i find it so meditative is because also it's triggering all the senses mm -hmm. yeah you have yeah. smells exactly you see you you feel you uh, you hear you, as well yeah you hear you hear the shopping you, you smell shopping <laughs> oh the shopping <laughs> <laughs> and also you can like if you've got water b bubbling in a pan oh yeah exactly or, like a sauce or a soup and you can hear like the sound mm. it makes the sizzling I think that's why a lot of people I'm enjoy. Hungry now, Sego. I know, me too. <laughs> um, I know that's why probably a lot of people enjoy these S I ASMR videos and stuff. Like, exactly. Oh, there's something deeply relaxing about it. Anyway, food, knowledge. Yeah. So yeah, so again, don't believe everything your mind is telling you. Absolutely. And always ask yourself, uh, oh, I need to look up her name. I can't can't remember it right now. Um always ask yourself, who are you without this thought? Who are you without this thought? Yeah. For example, if your mind tries to bully you again or you, you jumped into conclusions or something, who are you without this thought? Hmm. Would that get us closer to our essence? Definitely. I'm into it. It's really good. I've just asked myself this a couple of times. I'm like, wow, it really, really works. And then just again, it just shows me we're like, I just my mind is again telling me all those stories about myself when I'm looking at my paper and be like, yeah, cool. Had the story before mind you just get boring now you know it's always the same things always the same things. so you're really just learning to be slowly the master again and your mind turns back into the servant and not the other way around speaking of learning what's next for you on the learning path like what are you what are you chasing what what am i chasing? what's next oh my god so i think i just never stop learning am i <laughs> like it's constantly something And I think I should really just savor the moment, moment a little bit more. Um, I'm very much interested right now into breathwork. Very interesting because that was also very a very good moment for me. Like where I felt like my nervous system and my mind finally reconnected again. I'm also very interested in what, for example, Ayurveda and yoga can do for long-term COVID. Also very interested in that. And I hope there will be a lot of surveys soon. Maybe an area teacher training because I'm also teaching area yoga so maybe that's coming up maybe a little bit more coaching but i feel like the <laughs> universe is definitely giving me a lot of signs at the moment i just need to slow down <laughs> i think slow down maybe these are your words but also it's interesting because in the time that i've known you i've seen you dive in fully in one thing and then the next but you've gathered the essence of each and then you'd be whatever you'd finished studying you'd bring the essence of that with you to yes. your next lesson or to your yes. next teaching, but also to your next learning experience. Yeah, exactly. Each time. Yeah. So, and also we never really stop learning ever. No, exactly. Exactly. Which is very interesting. Sound healing, sound bath is also amazing. That's you something know. you do regularly now? Or? Yeah, but together with my friend, my lovely Valerie. So we're, we're doing aerial sound bath at the moment, which is like first one hour of restorative aerial flow. So we invert a little bit, we open up the heart really, really widely moving through your spine. And then after that, you're gonna be floating in those pots. 
and uh, Valerie is playing her sound part, like um, her crystal balls and like wave drum. So we've done this twice now and it's sensational. Absolutely sensational. And you've done it twice, but you're going to do more of it. Yes, we're going to do more of it. We're going to do more of it, definitely. Excellent. Will you keep us posted about these? Yes. And about other events. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's definitely a lot coming up. Also looking into the vagus nerve and trauma and... See, it's too much. <laughs> Not too much. I just need to bring it all into, into one pot, maybe. And I'm sure you will. And if people want to see that pot, indeed, and want to you know, get in touch and get to know a bit more of that sunshine, sunny Bella, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram under belair underscore yoga. And you can also find me on my homepage, which is bellamaldena.com. And all links will be in the episode description. (laughs) My lovely Bella, as always, it's been incredibly lovely and erratic in the most beautiful sense. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. And to everyone who's tuned into this new series of Mindful Chats, thank you yet again for showing up. I'll make sure to prepare another series and let you know about it. Meanwhile, you can always catch your regular fix on Thursdays. And if there is anything you'd like to talk about, anything you'd like me to talk about, or any guests you would like to see on this podcast, feel free to reach out. All the details are in the episode description. Thanks again for listening, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye, Bella. (laughs) Bye, guys.